0: This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullett. Sitting next to me on the couch is my beautiful husband and your other host, Chris Mullett.
1: My brain don't work good.
0: I think we're all aware of that. Please tell us a fact we do not know about you.
1: I was trying to say that as dumb as possible. No, my brain works fine. My brain's okay. Are
0: you sure?
1: Strong like bull.
0: I don't think people say that about their brain.
1: A bull's brain is the
0: size of its Balls.
1: Existent. Hey, some bulls got some big balls. Don't knock bulls' balls until you've tried them.
0: I've actually
1: have. I how many testicles have you eaten in your life?
0: All right, let's rephrase that. What we do here is we talk about.
1: Let's rephrase that <laughs> by not acknowledging it whatsoever and moving on. No,
0: because like the way you said it, kind of like. No, was I, said, I said I said like No, no, no I like, said eight. I know, but the way you said it wasn't like actually eating the delicacy that is no. testicles in some countries. I had
1: nothing but honest intentions. So I really did.
0: Okay. I've had bull testicles. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's all I've had.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I was waiting. For How to many it.
0: testicles have you garbled in your mouth?
1: <laughs> None. I've,
0: I think the answer is more than the number of testicles I've eaten.
1: I have never had a set of balls in my mouth.
0: This How is the next. How many dicks have you had in your This mouth? is the
1: next 200 episodes of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> what you, we do here? Man, you
1: thought we had a lot of of
0: blue fellatio, humor
1: before, talk before. Oh, we're just starting to put testicles in our mouths too.
0: We're we're hitting our stride. Welcome to 201.
1: <laughs> um, if you're new, welcome. We you picked
0: an episode. Yep,
1: you picked a great time to jump onto the podcast actually, because we got some big, great episodes coming up for you, we like got today's some bets. episode. Um, we do have We're bets, good. which somebody's already done 2-0 at, but hopefully today we'll we'll change that. You say it like we watch.
0: I'm the one losing. You're the one losing. No,
1: I, I was just saying. I, I was uh, like yeah, commentating if I was a third it, party.
0: The way that you enunciate your words and the and the emphasis that you put on certain things, you change the meaning of the statement.
1: Yeah, I do it on purpose. It's keeping everybody on their toes.
0: It's misleading, and people shouldn't trust your opinions on things. I'm a journalist. Exactly.
1: And you just made yourself sound like a Republican. Fuck you! (laughs) If you're a Republican and listening, that's fine. You're just wrong about everything.
0: Do you want me to to go into the actual not-fake news that I've been listening to? How the AP Associated Press has been reporting fake stories?
1: Why? We don't talk about this stuff. We talk about movies every single week, either randomly selected out of the box or nominated back and forth, and we have a fun time with it. Uh, this week is our first of three, and what's undoubtedly our biggest undertaking of the podcast history: the X Men, the X Men film franchise. Which I will say, as a press time, we are currently more than halfway over with. We've watched five of the nine movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only covering three today, the first three, and then next week I'm sure we'll watch the Wolverine before next week. um, so we're ripping right along. After we record tonight, we will be recording the results, the 2016 Mullet Awards. Thank you guys so much. You guys really came through in the clutch here. Um, actually, when you were putting the baby to sleep and you came downstairs and we are like, oh, you didn't do the dishes, I realized I hadn't, like, finally checked them just to make sure, and we had, like, a bunch of votes come in last minute, so I actually had to change a couple of the winners.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Can I just say that you're welcome? You know why that happened? What? Because I actually shared that post, and so all my friends and uh, all my contacts mm-hmm. on Facebook Great. actually went in and it. actually good.
1: swung two winners.
0: In my favor?
1: I don't remember. Well, I, I, oh, I, I just that remember real my... quick. We'll see. It better be in my And favorite. we are going to record the 2015 nominations. nominations. Mm-hmm. 2015 was our biggest year in terms of movies. We watched something like 60-some-odd movies, because at one point we were doing two episodes a week, um, which will never happen again uh, it's going to be insane. If you want to listen to all that, you got to remember to go to patreon.com slash arcade audio, become a patron for just $5 a month. That's where you get all the bonus content, not only for married with movies, but from all the arcade audio shows. There's a lot of good stuff there. When you go, make sure you tell them that, uh, you're going for married with movies uh, cause it helps us out specifically. Um, but yeah, that's where you're going to be able to hear all that good stuff in the coming weeks and months. But besides that, nothing else is really going on in the world, right? We haven't gone and seen movies. Nothing else we really want to talk talk about up front. You want to just get into it because we got a lot to discuss. We, um, I've actually been taking notes. Look at, I'm just going to scroll through real quick. Look at all the notes I've taken. Oh my I've God. Taken.
0: Is that all on these three?
1: No, no, no. The, oh, the, that's it's also got um
0: season. It's
1: also got, no, no, it's also got Origins, Wolverine, and then I didn't hardly take any notes for First Class because I've seen First Class like 50 fucking times. Yeah. Probably the most out of any of these.
0: Wow, um, I'm impressed.
1: Well, because I, I want to I make sure I don't forget anything. You know, re-listening to some episodes, I feel like there's points I wanted to make that I forgot. And also, we have so many movies to tackle.
0: Yeah. That, you know,
1: true. we watched X-Men on the 26th. We watched... Actually, we watched these back-to-back-to-back to back to back in days when we when we were sick last week. We watched um, X-Men X2 and X-Men The Last Stand on the 26th, 27th, and 28th of... Um, of May, so we will
0: what? Nothing. I you you just hesitated. I thought you forgot what month it was. Yeah, it's May. Well, no, it was May.
1: <laughs> no, it's May right now, right? It's May thirty sixth. So, uh, so you will read the box. Is read the boxes. I, I will. Do you want to read them all up front, or you want to go movie by movie? You, it's up to you.
0: Well, I think. I mean, how are we going to talk about it? I think we're going to go movie by movie, so let's just do movie by movie. So, here's X-Men. All right. X-Men. Didn't say anything else on the front here. Mm -hmm. Can you just not look at me when I'm reading? I'd appreciate that. Can you focus on your notes or something? No. Can you not stare at me? I know my notes. Born into a world filled with prejudice are children who possess extraordinary powers. The result of unique genetic mutations. Under the tutelage of Professor X, Patrick Stewart, the outcasts learn to harness their powers and must now protect mankind from the evil Magneto, Ian McKellen. This first chapter of the X-Men saga features an all-star cast, including Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, Anna Paquin, and Rebecca Romaine.
1: She wasn't married to John Stamos at the time. She
0: was, actually, when this came out. Oh, really? Uh, the third one in this series was the first one that, that mm. it, she dropped yeah, the Stamos. Could. But I think this probably came out. Is that after it? That's that's it. That's it, and I should get extra points for having to say tutelage and not knowing tutelage was in here because that's a hard word to say.
1: You, you were walking on eggshells for that entire thing, but you are good. You are good.
0: How many fuck-ups did I have? Zero. Zero. So you're
1: still up to nothing. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to go. Here. If
0: you're if you're not familiar with the bet that we made, we made a
1: a bet on episode one ninety nine. That. On who would fuck up the most reading the back of the box from episode 200 to 250. And, and the loser has to watch an awful film series of the, the winner's choice, Beverly Hills Chihuahua versus Child's Play.
0: Your your guess as to who picked yeah. what. Um, yeah.
1: So, X-Men. The movie that started it all. Not only for the X-Men franchise, but a lot of people... You know, the superhero... Movie was on the downswing, you know. Mm-hmm. Batman versus Robin kind of killed it off. You know, you had a lot of crap in the late nineties between like Steel and you know we didn't like Superman Lives kind of never got off the ground. So X Men was the first yeah one to bring it back to the forefront.
0: Yeah, and we and, and start we about
1: either the franchises that had never been, especially for Marvel. Um, Even though Marvel and movies is so hard to navigate because you have Spider Man getting Sony, and then you had Marvel Studios on their own, and then X Men is uh, what is X Men? Twentieth Century Fox. Because if you haven't, uh, if (laughs) you're not aware, how do you
0: not know it's Fox? If you're you're
1: not aware, uh, every single time that the Twentieth Century Fox logo hits the the movie for an X Men movie specifically the X-Men series, the other two were Wolverine and that one was first class, that's a prequel, starting over. They didn't have that capabilities back in the 50s and 60s when that movie was taking place. You're the such X, a jerk off. The X stands stays on the screen for like a second longer when it fades away. I said that every single time we watched one of every these
0: movies. Every single time. And if you remember from about 10 minutes ago, watched, when we introduced this, we've watched five of them.
1: So we, we only did it in these three. And then I felt betrayed with the other two. But, um, so this, this was like... If this movie isn't a success and this movie isn't what it is, then you can argue that the past 17 years of films...
0: Wouldn't, would, wouldn't exist yeah. or and, wouldn't be as popular as you And are. then you
1: had Spider-Man the year afterwards that kind of solidified it because Spider-Man was the biggest... Spider-Man
0: 1.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man was the biggest mm-hmm. uh, superhero who had never been in a film at that point. X-Men was big. Spider-Man was bigger. Um, right, but and this didn't like blow the doors off into the box office I don't think it broke 200 million um, I remember seeing this in theaters I begged my mom and my sister to take me to go see this when we were in Columbus and they took me um, but and, and to get I, it kicked off critically yeah, I remember watching it in the theater and I watched it uh, when we watched it last week and felt exactly the same alright X-Men 1 doesn't do it when we drew Logan as, and we said we had to buy movies to complete because you wanted to watch all them, We had I had to buy X-Men because I, I didn't feel the need to own the first X-Men.
0: So, I mean, is that really true? Like, did you really feel that way when you first saw honestly, it? Honestly,
1: I honestly... When it came, how, what year God, did it come out? Coming out? out in 2000. It came on the summer of 2000.
0: So 18 years ago, how yeah. old were you? I was you 12. 12.
1: I was 13, 13. All I right. remember watching it, and I was a big X-Men fan of the comics, not so much like I was Batman or Superman mm-hmm. or Spider-Man. But being aware of stuff and it just it just in the moment didn't do much for me.
0: Alright, well look. I'm a big nerd. Yeah. Okay, I think we've reaffirmed that several times on this podcast. I mm-hmm. I'm a big nerd now, I was a big nerd back then too. When this came out, I was still actively going to summer camp every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh we saw this believe. What What month did this come out? Uh,
1: July. July, I mean, yeah. So we July would have seen
0: this. We would have seen this in theaters. Um, it, we definitely would have gone. I would have had kids pack, the popcorn, the little kids drink, the little mm-hmm. Skittles pack. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I haven't been as big into comic book Comic books I wasn't huge into the characters I was huge into and all of the iterations that came after those comic books so like there also when we were kids uh, X Men Evolution that cartoon show the cartoon X Men
1: yeah the the one on Fox the Evolution one I was
0: real big on that yeah of course everyone Um, that's what
1: everyone knew X Men from
0: yeah and I just I really I dug it I remember digging it then I mean I I didn't think it was super offensive probably because I wasn't really big into I, I think I, I think I the had, comics and things like that I had at that giant point.
1: expectations for it, and I think it's more... I think it's more... As important in my notes here is, like, this one of the first three is the best around, like, the philosophy of X-Men. Yeah. Especially with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. They lean a lot on these issues that, like, if mutants, you know, were in the world, like, where would people stand about, like, the politics and, like, like the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the social, socioeconomic, you know, like...
0: The fallout.
1: Yeah, like, you know, and each one has something very specific. The first one being, um, you know, like, just where do people stand in general? Number two is kind of, like, where the government stands. Number three is... Where does society stand, and also where do the mutants stand themselves? If there's a possibility for a cure, and each one's also about like this bigger picture of the first one, Magneto wants to make everyone a mutant, In the third one he wants to keep everybody a mutant. In the second one, uh, Stryker wants to like make like an army of them, you know, or like or eradicate them all. Like there's always these big concepts, and I think sometimes like the movies almost like at a f- not at a fault to be like at the mercy of those. Not to get into, like, future movies, but it's all sometimes a little too big, and you don't get a chance to get a little bit more intimate with some of the stories. Well, I think... But this one, the philosophy works the best.
0: Okay. For me. So I think we're going to probably disagree a lot on this, and I think that this also comes from our backgrounds as individuals, you know, Mm -hmm. as, you uh, you know, white privilege man and the fuck are you minority woman because i'm a minority woman because i have a lot more feelings towards this because a lot of what the x-men parallels not just in the movies but in the comics what it does really well in the movies is it parallels what happened to a lot of the jews during the holocaust well and, and how you
1: like being the focal point
0: right the- but you can't say that a lot of the actions in the bigger picture that you're talking about They have the same overtures as as what happened to the Jews in Europe. And so for me, it's a little more personal. We've talked about that on several other episodes when it does deal with, you know, putting these people, treating them a certain way or or having them register and do this and do that just because they're Jewish or gay or whatever it is, right? So I think that it was purposeful that that they... put them back-to-back, back. I mean, the movie opens, not just, well, without getting into later movies, a large part of these scenes were at, you know, uh, Auschwitz, one of the concentration yeah, camps op- Yeah, it opens like up that.
1: the same way... It opens that, up... I mean, we can say it opens up the same way that X-Men First Class does, almost um, to a T, except uh, except what the fallout of it is.
0: Right, and so I think that, I mean, it's done purposely because you, that's how you set the stage because... That is how you get into the mindset of what the mutants are going through. Mm -hmm. Because even though Magneto is evil, and like they say on the box, you know, he's the evil Magneto. I mean, is he... But, right, but without, function- setting, but without setting that stage of where he's coming from, what he's been through, and why he's taking the stance he is, yeah. you could see him being evil. You could see him being yeah. that that. He's the um, most antagonist. reasonable.
1: I will say Magneto is, I think, the most reasonable villain throughout all comics. I mean, I, I don't have the experience. I got to have to ask like, Steve that question or other people. But he's also, up, but specifically in film... You know, like, he definitely, like, that's not to say, you know, like, everyone's all over, like, Killmonger from Black Panther. And even, like, some people, like, will, like, give Thanos a bit of a leash and other things like that. Like, but Magneto, number one, gets to play, um, play hero more than others throughout the course. And we'll get into that again later on. But also, like, where he's coming from... Is a very genuine, you know, place.
0: Right. Um, we're gonna
1: get into to more of like the ideology as and we go along. So and I, don't, I don't. I don't want to get too deep into the ideology. I just want to kind of stick around like the like the actual movie critique for right now. Um, so I said my piece. For me, even rewatching it, it's really clunky. Um, it's the the we said it a couple times. the the, the special effects have not aged the best. Um, that's not to say that it looks like crap. I mean, for 2000, it looked great.
0: Yeah, for 2000, it looked great. And like like you said, like introductory to this, to us talking about all this, it paved the way. Sure. You know, if this wasn't at the level that it was at, the movies now and the things that they're doing now wouldn't be where yeah. they are, especially when it comes to the superhero yeah. genre.
1: It's very, it's still, it's got a lot of good moving parts. It establishes people very, very well, but... And to me, also, it was weird because it was only, like, 100 minutes, so it's not, like, that big two-hour and 15-minute, like, introduction story, mm-hmm. and I feel like it crammed a lot. Like, I wrote here, Patrick Stewart, in this movie, is an exposition machine. Like, he literally, like, I don't think has, like, any lines besides, like, ah, this is this person, and this is that. We do this, and this, that, and the other thing, and it's like, whoa, like, hold on, bro, like, let's chill the fuck out here for a minute, like... The poor guy just, like, I feel like has no chance to breathe in this besides, like, that. That's his only function, is to let the audience know what's going on. Um, so that's kind of my overall, besides also having, like, misgivings about a lot of the characters. And I will say, so, we're going to get into performances. I'll, I'll, there's some acting issues. Um, some? throughout. Some, some acting issues? Throughout...
0: The first, the
1: first, the, the first trilogy specifically. Yes. Number two is obviously far and away the best of the first three. By a country mile, X2 is the best of the first three.
0: Okay. But I have
1: it by a very wide margin.
0: Okay. And also because
1: okay. it is legitimately one of the best superhero movies ever made.
0: Yeah, well, we, we will. Which we're going to get
1: to here in a we minute. We will get
0: there, but. but yeah, the, I tend to agree. But
1: even as much as I'd hate the third one more than the first one. For a lot of different reasons.
0: There's some really strong things in the third one though, performance wise, a performance wise, one singular person performing.
1: Hey, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> But the but see the first one I like better for that because it kind of sets the tone and and you get to see like a baseline of people.
0: Because um, that's some of the people.
1: And oh yeah, of course, absolutely. You can you could. <laughs> Oh, and you could not have not had the deal with Porcupine Dude in the third one. Keep giving them checks, Ken Long. Um, he did in
0: everything. Man. And
1: that weird uh, RuPaul's best friend character, you know? <laughs> I'm just calling it like I see it. I don't know what that thing is. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that from an aspect of that character.
0: What was the, oh, like they clapped and the sound, and like the.
1: <laughs> they clapped in some, it was basically like Mariah Carey without the voice. She just clapped, like breaking shit. Um, the, the first one is is setting the ground.
0: And I think it does a good job of setting the groundwork. I, I do, I think it.
1: Do you like it? Did you like the first one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if it's on TV, okay. If it's the only thing on TV, it's like okay. It's never on
1: TV. I, I know. Honestly, I've probably but, seen this, like, the least
0: out of them. Well,
1: yeah. no, that's not true, because I openly will avoid X Men last week well, yeah, because how much I hate
0: it. I don't see this coming on, on, I don't see it coming on television often, but if there was nothing else on, I'd leave it on. Sure, it's, sure, sure. It, I don't think that it's as egregious as coming into it, we thought.
1: No, no. no. Well, I didn't you, I didn't it you know, coming like... Into like it. As I was watching it, I fine. remembered me sitting in the theater and being like, yeah. I was kind of ed of this back in the day.
0: Yeah, but I I mean it, it, it's fine.
1: Yeah, it kind of like I said, it's fast. It flips along, it flips along almost at too much of a pace. Um but I like, you know, I, I kind of like What well, what what did you specifically like like scene-wise or um, or, or particularly not like A lot of my particular nut likes is around some of the acting. And again, like I said, pacing issues.
0: Some pacing issues, some storyline issues. But I really...
1: sorry, 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 go ahead.
0: I think for me to get into my likes and dislikes, I think a lot of what our likes and dislikes throughout this whole series is going to be is going to be... Getting performances. into performances, because that's what this movie is. These are character movies. Like, these yeah. are about developing these characters. Well, they
1: also are very much about story. Right. And if you don't have the story that kind of grabs you... in this, like, him trying to turn anyone into a mutant using Ellis Island, and, like, it very much felt like a... A, this is the first one, let's hold off.
0: Like, let, let's hold back, yeah. let's, not, let's not put all of our eggs Because also, in like, it. the
1: like they set up um, the politician, I don't remember his name. Um, Kelly? Kelly, yeah, they set Kelly up to be, like, this anti-mutant guy, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Magneto does what he does to him, and he and he becomes, like, this blob thing, and you're wondering what's going to happen with it. And, like, it kind of, like, held my interest. I'm like, oh, man, now he's the X-Men. Like, this is going to be the character who they fix, and, like, he becomes their trump, but No, no. The dude just queefs away, like, on the table, just, like, kind of, like, he made uh, the noise that the hot dog made exiting the bun in Slam Dunk Ernest.
0: Who would have thought the most used sound effects so far in the 2018 mullet dude, movies? Best boi- uh,
1: voice noise. Is voice
0: noise. The best noise. Best foley um,
1: So, speaking of, so, before we get into the performances and move on to X2, um, something I've been doing is I've been mean, keeping track of continuity in stories and things that, because it's extremely hard for this for this um, series, series, the continuity of time and like what's consistent, especially right. because when you consider uh, which we'll get into next week, the prequels were set up to be like a soft reboot and end up being canon through day, uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past sets them up as canon, and in turn, Days of Future Past eliminates the third movie that we're talking about today. Well, we shouldn't even discuss X-Men Last Stand because now it doesn't exist.
0: Well, no. Okay, but... Uh, that, I think, was actually kind of brilliant on their end, because... Oh, I dig it. Because, guess what happens... All the time in comics, not just in the X-Men yeah, of course. series, oh, I, know, in I know. every series. I they know. use time travel and alternative um, timelines and all this stuff. Any crossover
1: that I've, I, every crossover I get excited about, like Batman Ninja Turtles and like Power Rangers and that, it's like a uh, doomsday clock right now. It's never anything but like, oh yeah, there's an alternate dimension. Yeah. Like, that that's all it ever fucking is. Archie versus Predator. Yeah. So Y'all should like,
0: read it. It was good.
1: No, that was just like Predator just came to Riverdale and just decapitates drug addict. That's ed. okay. Spoiler alert. Um, but for this, like, again, it's comics. You have to take everything with a grain of salt and give it some space. But same token, you also, I look at it trying to be like a general population moviegoer and say... Hold on, what what the fuck? You know, because if they are in the same world, there are things that are very easy to explain that they don't, or they just, like, go right in the face of... Just for this one right away, from the very first one, um, Professor Xavier says that they met when they were 17 years old, which is directly negated by X-Men The First Class later on. Um, I mean, do they
0: ever say his age in X-Men The First Class? Because he's also like the most brilliant person They are ever. not
1: seventeen years old.
0: Look, man. They
1: are not seventeen years old.
0: I don't care. He's
1: drinking alcohol in public. In England. At seventeen.
0: I mean, the drinking age is eighteen.
1: <laughs> they also. Says I'm just that,
0: playing devil's advocate, okay? I get it. Poorly, trust me. Um, I He hate doesn't
1: the know. Um, he doesn't know why he can't read his thoughts because of the helmet which he obviously knows why in X-Men, the first class right. once he sees what it is, he says, I don't, I don't know how that helmet works or, you know, whatever. And that's why he can't read his mind. Um, and finally, um, a mystique can copy things that aren't living. That's a thing. So why is she just like a tuna sandwich or like a bookmark or a dildo or something? Cause she was like a statue or like she part was a of statue the Statue of
0: Liberty. No, she was the Statue of Liberty.
1: That doesn't have a fucking pulse.
0: She I'm just saying what it was she wasn't the wall she was the statue. Of she she never does it again. Yeah probably because they realized she can't
1: I could literally hold this fucking pen up and say, what color is the outside of this pen? You'd be like, oh, that pen is black and pink, and it's silver and fucking red.
0: What color is that dress? It's white and gold.
1: It's been proven it's black and blue, and you're the worst.
0: No, it's legitimately white and gold. No, it's been proven it's black and blue, you dumbass. By who?
1: By human beings with fucking brains (laughs) and eyes and the person that bought it.
0: That person didn't MVP
1: and LVP for X Men before we move on the X Two.
0: My MVP is gonna be Ian McKellen. He's my MVP he as well. Yes, absolutely. Does a phenomenal 100%. job. One hundred percent. Emotional, yep. like we said, like, and I think if it had been somebody else in that role, I don't think that they could have. Even with them comparing it yeah. to the Holocaust and you know yep. trying to make him a sympathetic villain, I don't think that you would have bought into it as much if it was someone else. He does such a great he job.
1: Kills the first. He's he by far is the best part of the movie because, like I said, Patrick Stewart gets a lot of these really long, mm-hmm. clunky. You know where Ian McKellen gets to have fun and gets to set the tone for what X Men is about with uh both sides. Mm. He just gets to chew scenery up and have fun. Um so when like the every time he gets the to, uh, to monologue, he kills it. So I'm glad we're in agreement on that.
0: Yeah, and and also his chemistry with the rest of the cast is really good as well. Oh, absolutely. He, Even he, yeah.
1: He's working with fucking Ray Park who can barely speak without sounding like a fucking dork. That's why they give him Peter Sarvanovic's voice as Darth Maul and Tyler Maine who was Kevin Nash's dipshit doppelganger in WCW? Originally, that uh, Sabretooth in this movie was supposed to be Kevin Nash, but he had like a prior commitment, so he had to get this dumbass instead. Like, he elevates those fucking people, you know, who can barely speak properly. Oh um, a close second for me is Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah. He, it's his first one. We're going to be saying Hugh Jackman a lot. <laughs> I know,
0: and and I think we said this, when I said this to you when we were watching it. I was like, Oh my God! Like, he's like
1: thirty. He's like our age in this.
0: So different. Yeah. He's so young and mm-hmm. very green when it comes to this role. Yeah. This is somebody who. But it's has also broken the record or tied for the record of playing the same character in what nine or ten films now.
1: He is in every one.
0: Except oh, no, he has a in cameo everyone. in First Class, right? He's in every one. And.
1: He's in everyone. And is. I'm in almost I believe, we haven't seen Apocalypse, haven't seen... but if I'm not mistaken, I had it spoiled for me that he is an Apocalypse.
0: Okay, so, I mean. But again,
1: like, it's a cameo.
0: Nothing right, but, but still, I mean, yeah, yeah he, close second, 100 he, he very much he captures
1: means... the Wolverine spirit in this, especially, like, a Wolverine that isn't, like, keen or aware to his surroundings at, at first. And who um, isn't
0: aware of what yeah. he is, what he can we do. We will get
1: to Hugh Jackman again throughout this podcast. Oh, we sure will. Um, LVP.
0: My my autocorrect corrected Jackman to Blackman. I just I have it. four
1: nominees for LVP. Um, I I think I pretty much know who I'm going for the first one.
0: Oh, I think that I mentioned this earlier. I was trying to do some stats. And I think that this is gonna be uh, James Marsden second, because it's James Marsden.
1: No, it's no. I don't. I honestly do not have him for the first one. I don't have him. Okay, for Okay. All one. right.
0: For the first one.
1: I, yeah, for the first one, he's fine. If only for the scene where uh, he smiles at the kid and he seems like... Oh, yeah, that
0: was not in the museum, when they're in the museum?
1: He doesn't bother me in the first okay. one at all. Okay. We will get to James Morrison before this podcast okay. is over. All you right. have okay. my word. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Okay. Originally, I had a preconceived notion it was going to be like I just was shitting on Sabretooth and Toad. They don't do enough. They don't have enough in, in what their, in what their bulk yeah. and skull capabilities are in this.
0: Um,
1: I might have liked Tyler Maine Sabretooth more than Lee Shriver's, but we'll get there next week.
0: Oh, oh, we sure will. Um, oh, we sure will.
1: I wrote her down every single movie as LVP.
0: Femke, uh, Femke
1: Jensen. No, no, I'm not talking oh, about Femke exactly. Jensen. I'm Talking about Rebecca Romaine as Mystique.
0: Really? She's
1: just totally flatlines. Now for is me. it
0: is it because of the performance, or are you comparing it to how Jennifer Lawrence No, before does it's the performance.
1: It. It's the performance by far.
0: I'm by not far, comparing right. it to the the new.
1: No. no okay. No, no, she's just bad as at acting. Uh, Halle Berry's random South African accent in this one um, that she decided to lose for good reason. Hey, do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? A- Riddle me this. What? Same thing happens. Everything else. Uh I also want to get back to her later. My actual LVP for the first one is Sean Ashmore as Iceman. He's bad. <laughs> he's very bad. You
0: know who else is real bad he in was the first bad one?
1: As, he was bad as an anamorph and he's bad as an Iceman. Oh, no,
0: that's, I mean, look. Shout out
1: to, uh, at Speeham, Spencer Hamilton, Arcade Audio, uh, host... Um, if you haven't checked out hashtag Hamamorphs on Twitter, he's reading all the Anamorphs. He's on book ten. <laughs> he says they're great, and it's a lot of fun to follow. So check him out on uh, Twitter if you haven't. Who Who is your LVP? Maybe can you can convince me.
0: Well, I do declare. Was she from the south? Anna. Oh, uh, Anna Paquin. She's so bad in this. She's so bad in this. I mean, she's really bad with the accent. And I
1: didn't have a written date.
0: I think her and Sean Ashmore, they have like no chemistry. They have no no chemistry. She
1: you openly hope that he freezes her to death or she touches him and kills him. That every time they're like, just one of you do something to I the mean, other.
0: I just feel like she was just not.
1: And they just don't give up with it. She didn't she, bother me as much. I mean, much. she was
0: just like, Meh. and like when like she's. With Wolverine and, like, the, the tree hits the car. He goes flying out. I just didn't care. I wish she had been the one who flew out the windshield. See, I think she has That's why em- I always wear a seatbelt in the car, by the way. PSA. Always buckle up. Could click. She,
1: she has good emotions at the end of the movie when they're on Ellis Island and she's being used and, and stuff. I The accent bothered me, and that's why it doesn't exist after this movie, I think. Um... It didn't bother me as much as, as he did. Okay. Um
0: So you said between him and Rebecca Romaine?
1: Well no, I am I'm, I'm fine just giving it to him. Okay. Because I, I can bring those other ones up. For me, he kinda grows into it. He's never great, but for this one he's way too hey, I'm Iceman. And and, 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 and like he's and just And it's
0: upsetting because I think Iceman is a pivotal character.
1: Like by the third in one in the comics. By the third one I'm like, man, there's so much shit around you that I hate. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. like you're fine. Yeah, and- <coughs> And I think like the also like the hard thing with watching these movies is they pick characters to focus on and stories to follow and things like that and they they part of the thing of being a nine series nine movie series is that you know some of the characters you focus on in the beginning are not the same characters or actors that you focus on in the end yeah um, and I think it's 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 a little upsetting because some of the people they focus on were my favorites and then sure. they're not after these yeah, no, movies. Yeah, I, no, I agree. You know, and, and vice versa. I so. will say
1: it's it's interesting to watch. So my, my one misgiving the most about Last Stand is, let's just point out that both, uh, the, the entire trilogy <coughs> Excuse is me, just sorry. directed by garbage people. Um, <laughs> let's, you know, it's sad that we're 200 episodes in this podcast and now, like, for, I feel for a lot of this podcast future like almost in every episode we're going to be like yeah well this person the real piece of shit but let's talk about how they were good when they did this yeah. Brian Singer is he, a yeah,
0: pedophile pedophile
1: and whatever, whatever else yeah. Brett Ratner watched like Russell Simmons jerk off in a, a dish or something I
0: mean but is that really so bad
1: no no but he actually like preyed upon women as well and oh those, okay then oh no Brett Ratner uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, worse yeah. than Brian Singer um, and also because he's a bad director <laughs> but Brian Singer, at the very least, I mean, at least he was had... able to capably direct these two yeah. movies, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you see the growth from one, one to the to other. Two, yeah. And then also he did do Days of Future Past, which also very good. Garbage person. Um, all right, so RMUPZ so just know
0: going forward, like our feelings about their talent on the screen as actors or yep as directors and things like that. Holds no bearing over who they are. as I will people. always
1: judge people based on what. Like, it sucks. In like three years, Kevin Spacey is gonna have like four MVPs, and he's a a trash monster. Right. So I mean,
0: we, we're gonna be able to say that for for a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course. Um, all right. So let's don't prey
0: upon men or women. No is no. Don't prey upon
1: fucking anything. Don't be a predator. Being a predator, unless unless you decapitate Jughead, don't be a predator.
0: Oh. God, if Cole Sprouse is decapitated, you're going to jail.
1: Now they'll bring Dylan in for that. Um, let's score X-Men, and then let's move the on to X2. One. Yes. Okay. Um, you drew it. Oh, so I have to score, it, score first. It first. Um, I got this right in the middle. I'm giving it a five. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to give it. You gave it a five? It was a five. Yeah. It's a good setup. It could have been worse. Um, there's, like you said, pacing errors. There's a lot of acting that I don't like, but, you know, i dug it. I'd watch it again. Could it be better? Yes. 100%. It
1: is. X-Men, X2, X-Men United.
0: Okay, X2, X-Men United. The evolution continues with more action, more characters, and more thrills. Following a shocking attack on the President of the United States, the X-Men must stand united with their deadliest enemies to combat a menace that threatens every mutant on the planet and possibly all of mankind. Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, and Halle Berry lead an all-star cast in this dazzling, action-packed sequel.
1: That was... What was that first? The yeah. evolution continued. That was close.
0: Well, because I have a lot of mucus. I don't give a shit. Nose. Okay. I don't give a okay. shit. Are you counting as no, a No, I'm not oh. going to count oh, cool. it. cool. But
1: I'm saying, you better watch it next time. I'm watching. Next time. Sure. This movie's fucking dope. X2 is Tell me awesome. how you
0: really feel.
1: X2 is so... What I have so little notes because of just how much I liked it. It just... I think I just wrote, full of dope moments, and it is. And it starts off the opening scene with Nightcrawler just going through the White House. That is
0: one of my favorite scenes. It
1: looks so cool. It, immediately the effects are better and and bigger, and it's just a great tone it sets for the rest of the film. Um, like the invasion of... Uh, the school is also just like a great set piece the whole climax like the movie's got like a 30 minute climax when they're on um, oh what when the fuck's the name of the island or whatever like it is the, the
0: three mile
1: island or what yeah no no that's in fucking like, oh, yeah, Origins Wolverine um, um, don't get it twisted the yeah. fuck was the name of it oh my god it's gonna drive Alcatraz. me nuts
0: Alcatraz
1: no it wasn't Alcatraz Strikers, fucking yeah. damn or whatever. Yeah, um, it
0: was on um, like Alcatraz Island. It's not actual Alcatraz. It, well, yeah.
1: No, it's got another name: for Alkali, Alkali, um, Alkali Bay, Alkaline batteries. <laughs> um, it's just
0: aluminum foil.
1: It just accentuates the good stuff. It lets uh, new characters take uh, gives them an opportunity when expanding upon other ones. Um, it still gets the, ide- the ideology that we talked about in there. Alkali Lake, there it is. Um, it's just fucking good. It's just so good. Do you agree? Did you I agree
0: in- it's better than the first one, yeah.
1: But you don't like, you don't love it as much as I do?
0: You really seem to love it.
1: It's just, I forget how, like, when this first came out, I actually didn't see it when it first came out. It took me several years before I saw this because of my misgivings of the of the first one. And a couple friends were like, "No, dude, you got to give it another chance." I watched it. I loved it. And again, I felt like I haven't seen this one that much. Um, but when this came out, everyone's like, "Oh, this is the best superhero movie ever made."
0: Well, and now this come out? It
1: came out two thousand and four, two thousand three, two thousand three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so this came out uh, right before Spider Man Two. This to me blows Spider Man Two away. Um, but this gets forgotten after the Dark Knights and the Iron Mans and the, you know, a a lot of what we get now. Um, but this, this is very, 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 very good in what it does. Um, it's the best portrayal of William Stryker on screen.
0: It's a very good portrayal of William Stryker. That is another one
1: that, like gets really bastardized as we go along, even though the movies stay good, like...
0: Him and his role and everything that he did... And also, like, the order of of stuff. Like,
1: Origins... Again, it's hard because we were so ahead of what we've actually been watching. Origins, like, it doesn't mess up the timeline. Like, it follows through with what this does. Like, it doesn't stray from that at all. Um, But... Um, and then the Easter egg in first class doesn't either, but I know for a fact, Days of Future Past does. Yes. Because Days of Future Past, like, they take him out of the fucking lake or whatever, and I don't know how, like, how they've changed the world, affects it, I guess it basically also wipes X-Men Origins off the map, which is fine, um, we'll get to that next week, but... Also, Brian Cox is just a really good actor who does a really good job. He's not my MVP, but but he...
0: He he did a good job. I I think you're right because, yeah, comparing him to the other portrayals, it's like far and away the best and coming into that villain role, you know, again. Mm Where is he coming from? You know, he's trying to understand and Mm -hmm. what's he he building, you know, making things...
1: Making his own cerebro Make to it, wipe him out. Right. Using his son, who is a mutant, right. which is also, like, that. It, it's that, really just that, like, visual of that guy just being, like, emaciated and, like, you know, but still so it. powerful and doing it. And then, like, what other people are seeing because of his telepathy power, just this innocent child
0: right. was also fucking it, so it's just, good. just, yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing was, was well. This played. is my
1: favorite use of magnet, uh, of magnet. Of uh, Mystique in the first uh, uh, trilogy as well. Kind of, um, like, her um, infiltrating and releasing uh, Magneto and stuff is also very cool.
0: I thought that 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 Uh, was was cool. I liked...
1: And then you also have such a strong setup of establishing the next movie with... um, With Jean Grey and, you know, her powers coming out, getting ready for Phoenix. It's... It's just so well-balanced. It gives everything, uh, like, a chance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it, like we said, starts to introduce more of the characters because one of the things about X-Men is they're X-Men. Like, there's a lot of them. And there's a school of them. And there are a lot of characters, and they all play different roles, and they all have different abilities. And I think that this, like you said, balanced it really well and was able to showcase some of them Yeah. and really... um, you know, start to to really put the focus for this movie for the rest of them and uh, things like that. So you know, it it kind of um, sucks that some of the characters in this movie, like Nightcrawler, are only in this movie.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, because
0: yeah, I-, I think that they did such a good job setting it up yeah. and really showing us his character. You know, when he attacks in the the president in the beginning and then. You meet him, you see all of, like, the the things on his skin, how religious he is, like, so many layers to that character. And I think that um, they did such a good job with him, the writing of that character and the portrayal of that character. And it sucks that it's like, okay, now he's gone.
1: He's, you can make an argument that he's the MVP of the movie, Alan Cumming. Mm -hmm. Um, He's one of my two. Um, I, I love him. I think he's so good in that as that character. Um, you, I'd ultimately be fine if we wanted to go that route. Um, I have somebody else. Um, Do we want to go ahead and start getting into that?
0: I mean, I think we have to. I think, I think you know. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about about the story itself, but I mean, we
1: already kind of. I mean, we talked a lot about it. It it does a really good job of of answering questions but bringing more about in terms of, like, Wolverine's history and backstory. I love, you know, Magneto being kind of like this, um, not to turn a phrase here, but this rogue type of force. You're not sure, like, which end of the spectrum he's gonna kind of land on. Um, you know, he recruits Pyro in this. You get the weird, um, you get the weird, uh, is this the one where they go to, like, Iceman's fucking house? It's the second one, right, or is that the third? one? No, that's one?
0: the third one that they go to the house in Boston. I think. Is it? Let me see. Are we sure? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, no, this is the one they go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they go Except to Boston to meet the parents and then the brother. Oh, that fucking brother! Let me tell you what I do, my brother. I'm glad I'm an only cops child. On me when I'm an X Men. Oh, I would freeze his balls off if I was Iceman. Yeah, I sure put him in your would. Mouth.
1: What? <laughs> Callback! Balls Nixon.
0: <laughs> Ice balls Nixon.
1: We gotta come up with something else for the next 50 episodes. Nixon's been a little played out. We'll come up. We'll figure something we'll
0: out. Fi- we'll, it has to come organically. Uh, if I could
1: give a, as a character LVP, it'd be that fucking ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole little sequence was, you know. But
0: yeah. I think that, and, and I really wanted to make sure that we touched on this, so I'm glad that, that we remember that mm-hmm. this, this is a movie that happened. You know, similar to the first one, you know, and it's something that they did in the comics and that I really want to get into the X-Men comics and I know that's a huge undertaking. But something that they've done since the comics started existing is tackle these issues like that whole scene and Bobby coming and telling his parents he's a mutant and everything. It That's what a lot of like, gay and lesbians oh, went sure. through when they came out to their parents. Are you sure you can't just stop being a mutant? X-Men
1: and is like, a really good allegor- allegory for a lot of
0: Excellent things. allegory. So, I mean, it touches on that. It really shows the struggle of people who aren't accepted, whether you're Jewish or a woman or gay or lesbian, or, you know, you can freeze people's balls off and put them in your mouth. Whatever it is... You know, I you think do you <laughs> you do you, and that's what X Men does, and I think that that's hey. why it appeals to so many people.
1: You are all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why, and I think that's why it appeals to so many people because there's a character for everyone. Like you'll be able to relate to, right. to I, somebody, but then they also go through these situations that you could have gone through, you know. And and I think friend of the show Steve Rial, I think one of his favorite.
1: Save a character is, Cyclops, yeah. which we'll get to here in a minute. Oh, moment. yeah, we sure
0: will. But, like, like the X-Men is one of his favorite... Yeah, it is. ...comic books, you know? Like, his favorite franchises. That's the word I was looking for, franchise. For good reason, you know? And, and, and um, I think that this movie does a really good job of showing that because of how attacked everyone feels from both sides. You know, mutants attacking mutants, humans attacking mutants... Mutants attacking humans, whatever it is. Um, So I I think that this movie did a really good job of of bringing that all together without it feeling shoved down your throat, forced upon you. It was very natural in the progression of the movie.
1: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right, so let's get an MVP and LVP. We already started (coughs) talking about MVP. Damn. Um, Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler is one of my two nominees. I, I,
0: I think that's a good nominee. Who is your other one? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is.
1: Hugh Jackman in this form. Coming into
0: his own here.
1: This one, uh, of the three, I think is his Jean best.
0: Jean Valjean who?
1: His, uh Greatest show Greatest show? who? Greatest show man, I don't know. Uh,
0: you don't even know if that was a good movie or not.
1: Kate and Leopold the who? No. <laughs> don't know.
0: Kate and
1: Huopold? I was going to say that. Um, this of the first three, like, the first one he's still trying to figure it out. The third one, he's just, like, off because the whole movie is off. Like, he just doesn't feel right in the third one. Also, so he's, like, at the school. He's, like, th- you know what he is in the third one? He's um he's Mr. Turner from Boy Meets World. I
0: was going to say that. I was totally going to say that the one who wore the leather jackets and rode motorcycles in Boy Meets World. Yes. Yeah,
1: he's Mr. Turner in Boy Meets exactly. World. Exactly. Yeah. Um in this cool. one he just he has the right amount of like angst, but humor, but strength um without him growing into the role, you know. I also think Brian Cox does a great job. Of course, Ian McKellen is still strong, but he has less to do. Patrick Stewart is better in this one. I'm fine with either order. Ultimately, I lean towards more Hugh Jackman because of reps. You know, it sucks. Nightcrawler. I think we're more enamored with the character than the performance.
0: But I think if someone else did that performance, it wouldn't be the same. I think I could see somebody
1: else doing it. He does a great job. I don't have an example.
0: Well, then obviously you can't see somebody else doing it well. Tell me, tell me who
1: Wolverine is?
0: Hugh Jackman. Nobody else is exactly. (laughs) No one else can play Wolverine. Hugh Jackman's been playing this role for twenty years.
1: Yeah. And I think I think the X Two is one of his best portrayals of it. Okay. So we're gonna go with Hugh Jackman. Yeah.
0: Probably not his. uh, That's one. So, um...
1: We're going to see my prediction. He's
0: not... We haven't seen him... He's not my
1: MVP for number three.
0: But we haven't seen him in any others, right?
1: Yeah, we saw him... Yeah, we saw him in... No,
0: no, no, in the past. Nominated or anything, right? No,
1: no, no, yeah, Yeah. no. He hasn't... I don't think... Come on, let me just double check. No, no, no. no. Uh, So I talked about everyone else who I kind of like in the movie. LVP. I will say that my preconceived notion LVP for this one was going to be Kelly Who.
0: Yeah, with her nails and shit. Yeah,
1: like, I just never really dug that, that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't think she's great, but at the end of the day, that's more so what Lady Death Strike is, is just this, like, kind of silent assassin type thing. So I'm not yeah, gonna, I
0: don't, I mean, I don't, I think part I'm of I'm not going to rake her over she, the coals for it. Yeah. Did and she that, speak at all?
1: I think she has like, a couple lines. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but Whatever, the, fine. The
1: fight scene is
0: great. Is dope. It's
1: dope. It's great She died
0: scene. really well. Yeah. Like, her there's At, like her adamantium
1: tears. And yeah, yeah, like,
0: she did a really yeah. good job with that. So that, that
1: leaves that. up with the real LVP of the movie. Ayo, hey, James Morrison can fucking bite it.
0: James Morrison's pretty bad. I mean, there were some other people towards the bottom. Let, let, I mean... Convince
1: um, me otherwise. I, no, 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 I, no. I, I didn't do it for I didn't the first say, but,
0: I didn't say, I didn't say oh, he wasn't. Bottom, I said towards the bottom. I didn't say bottom. LVP. I said towards the towards bottom. The we bottom. have to mention them. Sure. Uh, Pyro, Aaron Stanford.
1: He's better oh, in this me, one Aaron than he is Stanford. in the third one, but again, you could say that about most things.
0: Right, right, right. Um, Sean Ashmore, again. Got to got yeah, give him a shout-out. More
1: tolerableness.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, And I think Anna Paco, no, okay. She was better and in she's this. She's fine. Better in this. Um, you said Kelly Boo already. Um. Woo, 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 Kelly who? Oh,
1: I think we found it. There it is. Yep, it's going to be mighty. D- it's gonna be D2 Mighty Ducks references.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait until we do them on the show.
1: Oh, maybe we'll have it in this 50. I just spoke like Flew board for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: Because we were just watching. we were watching Pitch Perfect
1: two the other day. Focus. Woo,
0: woo, woo. We have a whole nother movie still Kelly, to discuss. Woo. Um, Kelly who? Kelly who? Uh, Halle Berry was.
1: I mean, Halle Berry is very bad throughout the she, three of she's these. Bad, we're but gonna get through more on the next bad. one because the next one was like, oh hey guys, I just want a fucking Oscar. You better give me more to do. Yeah. It's like, oh damn it, yeah. Halle. All right, all right. This one, this one, she gets pigeonholed into like the Nightcrawler thing. And because he's involved, like, I didn't even bother to write her down because I remembered how much he bothers me in the third one.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, so who's the LVP Cyclops is a fucking bitch! Yeah, he's such a bitch! <sighs> and,
1: here, and so I think the writing of the character does him no favors. Every James Morrison LVP is going to come with a bit of an asterisk. We said the same thing about Hop. But in this one, so, like, he gets mind-controlled, and he has, like, the fight scene with Phoenix, and he just... Like when he comes out of it, like it's not even like he ever portrays himself like like any sort of badass or any kind of threat whatsoever. And like he just is completely unbelievable as this really cool character.
0: Right. Like and, always. And he's supposed to be the the leader and this person who's inspiring. Yeah, that's, and everything. that's the other thing. And James Martin can be charismatic, but I don't see it. I don't yeah. see it in the, in these movies. And to argue for James Marsden, if James Marsden were to come on the show and accept the LVP, his counterpoint for not accepting the LVP would be, you know, how difficult it was for him in this role to not be able to use the expressiveness of his eyes. Oh,
1: go fuck yourself. I'm
0: just saying I, I read oh that and I can see it. God. I can see he it. He actually said that. He said that it was a very oh difficult role for him because
1: James he, well, he wasn't able my to use ass. his
0: eyes. And a lot of, a lot of acting ass. is, you know, we say it. We said it a lot when yep. we were doing improv mm-hmm. and sketch comedy. Smile with your eyes, yep. right?
1: James Morrison, open your eyes, look right in my asshole, then eat it. With you your suck. eyes. With your eyes. Just... Ugh. I just
0: said, if he were... That's... I'm... Cool. I agree. He cool. he sucked, but I could see where... I
1: feel so not bad... Not
0: using his his eyes and those facial expressions... Sure. ...could have been a detriment to I him. I feel
1: so bad for Steve, because he's one of my best friends in the whole world, and I will for, forever rake him over the coals for how much he loves Cyclops, because I immediately associate Cyclops with James Marston's... Moaning, whining, bitchy, bitchness.
0: And we'll get to it later. It's not a family trait. It's not a trait of the Summers brothers. No, yeah. It's Havoc's, not. Havoc's cool. Also, Lucas Till can be, like, swole and cool. James Marsden didn't seem like the right body type either for this. I feel like Cyclops no. should be this James towering. James was the body
1: of me when I was, like, 24.
0: Well, you, you were real scrawny when you were 24.
1: 26. When, like, my body was still like, okay, you're gonna get fat, but, like, you also don't have muscles. That's James Marston in the X-Men movies. It's, like, his, his personal trainer. His personal,
0: We're done. We're
1: done. <laughs> I've been talking about he last day. His personal trainer was like, yeah, man, you're Cyclops. You do you, man. Don't worry about it. You're not gonna be able to see anything. You do you. Like, I feel bad, but, like, yeah, he just fucking blows. Okay. So yeah, so he's the LVP. So congratulations, James Marsden. You are now the fifth person all time, no, sixth person all time
0: to, have to a be a LVP. multi-time
1: LVP, joining Elijah Wood, David Spade, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Connelly, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh
0: man, that list!
1: That's a list. Uh, let's score X two so we can move on to Last Stand because we're already approaching an hour, which I figured was going to happen. Um, well,
0: I mean, we do have three movies that were premiering.
1: Sure. Well, we need time to talk Last Stand. Um, oh, do
0: we? Oh yeah,
1: that's the most notes I have at the moment. Um what's your score? No, I scored first. Uh yeah, like I said, it's it was regarded at the time as one of the best superhero movies and I think it still is. Um I'm giving it a nine.
0: A nine. We're giving
1: it a nine.
0: Oh my God. I that really, is a surprise. I really,
1: really like it. You
0: really dug this movie. I was going to give it a seven. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think that it did a good job. At, I really like. I like Jean Grey as a character. Mm-hmm. And I really liked her movement through this movie, especially mm-hmm. coming from the first one. I liked finding out some of these things about her and, you know, you know, sacrificing yourself at the end and everything and, and leaving that cliffhanger open. Um, so so I, I was happy to see that. I, so I, I dug it a, for that reason. Okay. So an eight overall. Okay. Yep, eight overall. X two,
1: And then X-Men The Last Stand.
0: All right. <clears throat> X-Men The Last Stand. Adrenaline-fueled fun, says the New York Daily News. After a controversial cure is discovered, mutants can choose to give up their unique gifts and become normal. But when peaceful mutant leader Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart, clashes with his militant counterpart, Magneto, Ian McKellen, their opposing viewpoints trigger the war to end all wars. Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, Ellen Page, and Anna Paquin co-star in the third chapter of the legendary X-Men saga.
1: Come on, man.
0: Woo, woo, woo.
1: I hate this movie. (laughs) I hate it. I hated it the moment I saw it in theaters. I hate it. Did I hate it as much this time as I did the first time? No, because I got to see the through line for it.
0: Right, because we watched them back to back to back. It wasn't years apart.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like the the build up and the anticipation. Right,
0: right, right. It, it I mean, and also
1: I'd seen it once, and I was like, okay, I know what I I'm get getting it. into here. Yeah, I know that there's going to be no time to breathe or resonate with anything in this. Right, it's just going to be here's characters, payoff, this action, nothing. Blame. this movie reminds me of Winona Writer's impression of Bjork on SNL. Just zip, bang,
0: boom, chicken, bow, noise, yeah!
1: That's what X-Men The Last Stand is, is Bjork.
0: <laughs> Tell me how you really feel.
1: It's just, even from like the fucking first scene of just the terrifying CGI on Patrick Stewart, Ian McCallan's faces, um, and another oh. continuity error of the fact that they were going to recruit Jean Grey together... Which, as we see later on in First Class, they're not even counterparts at that point. Cause they're already off. They're not friends. Like when the school's open.
0: They are always friends. Let's get that right. But not let's to get that, that right. Not to that extent. And we'll get there because of the feelings. And the other that one I will point out is that sh- from movies. First Class,
1: Beast already has some form of a cure. Granted, it doesn't work, but he's willing to take a cure when he's one fighting against it in this movie. Also, the fact that Beast is is Frazier is another
0: uh, right, but maybe because he tried to do it before and he's learned to accept himself. You You, know, acceptance is a really
1: loved big.
0: What good is this show if we agree on everything? Acceptance is a really big Mm -hmm. arc in this series. Mm -hmm. Okay, accepting yourself, accepting others. So I think that that juxtaposition of beast fighting against it now and wanting to do it to himself then is because he hasn't learned to love himself and accept himself for who he is. Cool. Cool. Being being Frasier.
1: <laughs> I've said my early piece. Say your piece on this movie.
0: Look, I don't think it was as bad as you're making it seem. Really? I think it could have been worse. I think it could have been better. For sure. Of course, it could have been
1: better. It
0: could have been X2. Um, it was a little disappointing in the, you know, the roller coaster that is, you know, we, okay, X Men 1 w- was okay. X 2, we got, we, we're going up, we're getting some momentum, and then this kind of shits it all down the drain. Um, kind of loses it. <sighs> It was very scattered. I like some of the portrayals that they kept from this movie, though.
1: See, I have a giant list of LVPs here. Okay. And I have, like, like two MVP nominees. Okay. Um,
0: I also like how some of the things that they did in this movie, they kind of just were like, oh, fuck that, and just something completely different going into the next sets, which we haven't gotten to some of those movies yet, but we will. My
1: thing is, like, everything just goes down the way I don't want to see it happen. Like, so many characters just, like, go out like a bitch. And that's the people's problem with this is that, like, they just fucking kill off uh, Professor Axe, which, of course, doesn't actually happen. They just kill off Cyclops, which d- happens until they have to reset it. Which I'm fine with. But still, like, for the character, like, the way that's like, that thing happened, the Mystique thing. Like, that was just so, like, uh, Like, you just get, like, the air, like, like, fucking breathed out of you. I, I get
0: it, the is point it, behind it. Is it, it similar but, to how... Spoiler alert! Admiral Akbar died in, in the in the last Star Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. They just blew him up. What well, What did they say that he said when mm-hmm. they just blew him up and mm-hmm. he got sucked out of the bridge? And what mm-hmm. did he say? Oh, it was a pleasure serving with you yeah. all. Yeah, because he's
1: a goddamn animal. He's a he's a he's a hero. Mm. He
0: he he died like a hero.
1: Yeah, he didn't die. sitting there. He didn't die uh, leaning up like a bunk on a, bump on a log. Oh, because he is a fucking log. Um. Who else did you hate? Uh, who else were you sad about that died? No. Or somebody else? No, there was somebody else no. you were sad about.
0: Professor X. He, he, he went some...
1: Yeah, yeah, went,
0: yeah. Say it. He went yeah. some, he went you some can't, other He's a brain. national goddamn treasure. You went another person's Don't brain. Don't talk about Patrick Stewart.
1: <laughs> which, na- which nation? No, who else were you sad about dying? Who was I like? This person's also dead. It's going to drive me nuts. I won't say just... Tell me, because it's one of those, like, memory things. I'm, it's yep. driving me crazy. I don't know. No, please. I really don't me. know what you're please. talking about. I do. There's was, was two people I'm making fun of who are dead, because I'm like, ah, they're gone. And one was the one I'm trying not to say for spoilers, and there was another one. Another thing. You're like, oh, my God, he's dead. He saves everybody. and, Or something or the other. Mm-mm. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but anyway, everyone goes down like a bitch. Uh, like, I was so prepared for this movie that, like, so the opening scene, which, mind you, is with Angel, and everything Angel in this movie just sucks.
0: Oh, man. It's
1: such a it's such an odd, minor through line of the film, and it's just the so... The payoff
0: of it is shit.
1: It's just wing boy! And
0: I, and I, and I get it. Catching
1: his dad! I get Catching
0: that... Catching my dad
1: downtown. <laughs> Flying fast. Ben Foster's homebound. Da, 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 da,
0: da. I'm going to kill
1: you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I'm never going to be able to listen to Mr. Carlton ever again.
1: <laughs> Catching my dad down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if we were still in generation, we would totally She'd make say. that a sketch. Um, and well, no one would get uh, it no. but
1: Steve. Uh, what was, what I was saying was, like, like that scene happens. I was like, man, fuck this. And then, like, it's just jeans. I'm like, I'm so tired of seeing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> just like every movie, just has like the opening credits of just like, like the
0: genetics, fucking and, and yeah, the DNA know? and stuff. Uh, um, but I get why they had to include him. I get that he's originally a founding member of the X Men. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, give a- I don't think he made enough of an impact, and he's not enough of. An X-Men, a superhero. When you think of X-Men, you don't think of, oh my god, Archangel. You don't think of that. You think of Cyclops and Wolverine I, and Professor X and all the main characters if up You until had an now.
1: interesting story to tell with him. Like, it literally was the opening scene and then the dad, like, who's the one that Creates plays it for the, the cure, cure. And then, like, tries he, fly, to get the sun. he flies. He flies one point, he tries to go to uh, the school. They said they were not taking applicants. Or whatever fucking shit's going on. It's off season. I don't remember <laughs> what the fuck it was. And then like he just catches his dad later on. And then you just see him swooping around the fixed Golden Gate Bridge. Because there was a movie in the 2000s. We had to fuck up the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> every fucking movie. And I'm pretty sure uh, in there will be blood. <laughs> Daniel Klaver <Plain just laughs> spits on the Golden Gate Bridge. It wasn't even built then. I don't know. Um, it's just like, it's just there. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, there's just, I wrote here. Everything is just so, eh, why not? Like, multiple man. They bring this character in. Okay, it's stupid. And they just use him for that one, like, surveillance scene. And then, that's it. The
0: whole... And he could have been so much The more. whole
1: brotherhood, which we're gonna get to more brotherhood here in a minute, they're all like, oh, so these characters in. The Juggernaut. It's a I'm Vinnie sorry, jokes.
0: who? I'm sorry, who? A bitch. Say it, say it right.
1: you really gonna do this? Say it right. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> I feel like that is Michigan... Like, Michigan J. Frog is the black people as the juggernaut is the like, Australian people or whatever the fuck. Not just like, it's, that. it's so like, I, mean, I was going, you know, like it's so fucking offensive to me watching it. Also because Vinnie Jones is poor and again, he's on my list, but we'll get to it. Really, this is what it boils down to. Is his penis adamantium as well? Uh, yeah. I have all these notes, and then just, like, I have the scene where Phoenix, like, wakes up, and, like, she's trying to seduce Hugh Jackman, and, like, they're getting into it or whatever. And I literally just said, to the I was like, wait, like, is his penis? And you're like, man, it's all of his bones.
0: Yeah, I'm like, like, like cool.
1: it, it attached and to we, all of his bones. And we just went back to watching the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I don't never,
1: know. If- it's never been addressed.
0: Well, let's ask Steve.
1: Here's the, here's the difference. So Steve will know. Everything I've shit on, Brett Ratner and Brian Singer, as for garbage human beings, they at least have the acumen, Singer, more than Ratner, definitely, because Brett Ratner couldn't spell acumen, uh, above, above Joel Shoemaker, because you best believe if Joel Shoemaker made this movie, there'd be a shink, <laughs> Hugh Jackman <laughs> Wolverine penis scene in this movie. Like, as he's putting on his X-Men gear, just like, f- 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 nipples, shink. And then he goes and fights crime with his fucking Wolverine... Dick. Boner. Yeah, his adamantium <laughs> penis. Um, I said to, to ask that. I was going to l- say something
0: so bad. There's
1: literally just one... There's literally... The only two scenes in the movie they care about is the, the big-ass Phoenix scenes. The Phoenix scenes are awesome. Like, when she's at the house... Oh, um,
0: uh, that scene. When she's
1: at the whole the whole house. Like, that scene is awesome. It's a good um, harbinger of um, the lo- the how Professor X, like... Um, what happens to Professor X later on, like the Logan scenes? I'm just like, how kind of like everything like kind of stops like the telepathic you know
0: i, I thought that it was so powers. emotional and so yeah. beautiful, and that yeah. whole and and you know, great the scene's great, and I think that I mean, a large point in this movie is when uh, Professor X does die, yeah, right. And I think that we've kind of neglected to talk about him as a force throughout the series yeah. in terms of. The character and what mm-hmm. he does and how he's brought all these people mm-hmm. together and I think we'll get into it more in the origin movies because that's really where it starts. I but was gu-
1: I was gonna say just as a as a, 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 a to tackle that, I think that M- McAvoy has done a better job at being Professor X. As a as a leader and a cause. Oh man, you
0: know how you ripped your but, shirt the other day. I'm about to rip this shirt, but my ribbon doesn't. But Stewart
1: it. is still a better Professor X. It's just he has to go through some of the growing pains of the early movies. I, I, was
0: I think Patrick Stewart does such a great job, and it's unfortunate that he's He's, my a, this he's movie. a constant mm-hmm. throughout all of yeah. the movies, in, in terms of. I don't think he has a bad performance, okay? Like you said in the first one, he's an exposition machine. But he's still doing That That's that's how they wrote it, unfortunately. But I think he does such a good job, and he brings humor into it and everything. And I think that that whole... I think it was beautiful. And Mm -hmm. the really cool thing is, in a lot of what Patrick Stewart does, or Professor X does in this movie as well, some of it is voice acting, which, because a lot of it is projection in minds, the telepathy yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily you can't necessarily mm-hmm. see him but you can hear him you can feel the emotion in his voice when he's you know talking to um you know the different characters and stuff and i think that it's just really well done and um that i think that the whole death scene on both parts was just and ian mckellen's reaction to it Magneto's reaction to but it then again
1: he just there was no oh. kind of or resonate. he just moved on and took phoenix and went about his fucking i know shit. but Initially, I'm like, yeah, it's dope, and then you don't get a chance
0: to... I get it, because they're in a war. It's wartime, you know? So I, I understand, but I just think that, yeah, that whole scene, I think redeems part of the movie
1: it's it's by far the best part the best besides part. the last Phoenix stuff. I want to apologize to our a whole Arcade Audio listening family there's been way too much X-Men The Last Stand talk recently Rich and Osmond ended up referencing X-Men The Last Stand in the most recent blank slate like four times uh, Fuck
0: you, Richie. You knew we were doing this.
1: <laughs> well, he pointed out correctly that LeBron James is uh, Wolverine at the at last scene of the movie where he's like just walking up to Phoenix and his body's just getting shredded and he's just hailing <laughs> himself and going on. That is LeBron James. Um, but that scene, despite the fact that it, it comes right after the whole bullshit. Trying to get the kid who comes, who's the reason that the cure happens. Let
0: me ask a question here.
1: And you have to deal with Ellen Page why, and memes and... Why
0: and would a mutation mutate itself into being something that wipes out other mutations?
1: And then you bring him to the school. Uh, it's based on the character. Right. What the fuck's the Leech. name of the character? Leech. It's Leech. Leech. Le- Leech. Yeah, sorry.
0: I know it's Leech. I get it. I just don't understand why it was created and why... Yeah, why do you bring him to the school? Why is he interacting with other mutants? Because he drains their powers. Like, I guess it's it's one of those things. And it, that, I guess that illustrates that it legitimately happens. There, these mutations happen that change our, you know, bodies and how we interact with the environment and all this stuff, whatever. That's allergies and all this stuff. Like, those are all mutations and things, I guess. But I just I just don't understand why if we're supposed to be survival of the fittest and mutants are supposed to be the next chain in yeah. the evolutionary cycle, why a mutation would kind of negate all of that and make them less I just want as many things. It
1: just bothers things. the shit out of oh. me. I can't tell that's the bug on the table or I just missed something, uh, uh, like a giant crumb or something. It's not moving, so I'm guessing it's... Or it's a mutant. I'll leave this in. A mutant on the table. Ew. What is it? Ew. It's uh
0: What do we have for dinner? Tacos.
1: Tacos. It's, is, it's just meat. Oh, it's taco meat on the taco table. Taco meat on the table. Shout out to the taco meat on the table. Whoa, The kid in high school we call, uh, in elementary school we call taco meat because he never <laughs> took a shower, so his hair looked like taco meat. I hope that kid's doing well. <laughs> Cats are mean.
0: <laughs> but oh my god. He didn't have
1: to answer to it. A hey, taco meat. Yeah, what's up?
0: He probably was a mutant. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> what it turned caters. into tacos? Shot taco meat out just, of his Just,
1: just fucking Sp-
0: like Spider-Man webs? Taco meat. Taco meat. Tortilla. But, but just
1: out of his ass. And it was all the ingredients. You guys want some tacos? Hold on, give me a minute. Or maybe five. Um It's just but everything, like that whole climax is just like. Like there's uh, there there is big, heavy, emotional, like when Magneto gets hit with the like the antidote, it's oh. so like oh, and his reaction, and he's, you know, and he's like... that
0: line, "I'm one of them." them. Yeah. Oh.
1: But then of course, like later on, it's, what have I done? And then it's like this whole like climax, and then of course, it, the 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 cliffhanger of it is that it's temporary, which is very cool. Um,
0: See, the more we talk about it, the more I think that those things redeem a lot of it. Not
1: as much as a lot of bad acting and a lot, a lot of, of bad
0: acting a lot of a lot of, lot bad of
1: poor decisions a lot of misguided story like if it is focused on phoenix awesome which is what the next movie is going to do but it Hopefully. doesn't it has this cure through line and it has um, it has all these new characters it's trying to give time to and then it's also... It was very
0: cluttered. I- Storm,
1: Hollyberry had to show her fucking vulva to earn an Oscar. So she, you know...
0: That's rude. Have you seen Monster's Ball? No.
1: Monster Balls. Uh, <laughs> keeping it strong. Like, it has so many pieces to focus on that the stuff that, to me, I liked, there wasn't enough. And then the stuff that was there, was just bad. Here, literally, I'm mean, verbatim. I've already pretty much said this, but three back to back to back notes. There were everybody goes down like a bitch. Everything Angel sucks. Everything is just eh. Why not? And that's like the middle of the movie. It's just okay. like all that together. Okay. Um. So let's get an MVP and MVP. I think we already decided who the MVP of this movie is. We agreed, Patrick Stewart. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I did have as a backup, even though I think you kind of shat on it a little bit earlier. I did like Famke Jensen's Phoenix performance. The one scene where she's kind of unbridled and like dealing with the two of them with Hugh Jackman is good, just her uh, emotion at the end and her like brooding presence was very good. It was better because she didn't have to talk as much as she normally does. She's not the best actress, but I think she was a good Phoenix.
0: I think that she did better here than in other oh yeah, this is the by, other far, two by far her
1: best performance. I'm three.
0: glad though, and something that I really liked, and I'm sure that we'll get into it when we get to those other ones, is um, what they've done in terms of casting of these younger ones. I think that the mm-hmm. casting was was right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, casting uh, Sophie Turner as. Basically, as Vanka Jensen. So you're really, you're trying to mirror the previous act, you know, Jennifer Lawrence and Rebecca Romaine. you know, you're trying to mirror that in terms of looks. Not and ability, things. I'll tell you that much. No, but...
1: Although I will say she's, I, I'm shocked Rebecca Romaine made this through, but she's not the LVP of this movie. I'm mean, going to delete her. Because she does have a really good reaction to becoming uh, normal, and that is isn't good.
0: And you know. to be fair to her, she, she was pregnant in this movie.
1: I mean, I think that's why they also maybe wrote it earlier. Also, I want to point out, like, didn't Mystique have like a weird voice th- at one point, and then like this one, she doesn't. Like in the first one, yeah, you know, like I don't think so. Yeah, she had a, she had a voice, like demodulation or something. Oh, okay.
0: I think all of them had accents or something, and then they decided, oh no, fuck hey guys, that, wipe it, fuck, fuck you it, you mutated fuck to the it. point,
1: <laughs> you mutated to the point where your uh, your dialect coach isn't able to work on the set anymore. Right, right, exactly. Um, tooth wasn't. I don't know what the fuck that means.
0: Wait, <laughs> what? was your name?
1: <laughs> I know. From, <laughs> tooth wasn't brother before. I don't know what that means. Oh, Sabretooth. Oh, yeah. The other thing was, uh, we'll get to that next week, but like Sabretooth is his brother the whole time? I know his memory gets white, but is that supposed to be the same to the first movie?
0: Yeah, I that's, think. Man, I that's think that's why there's so sucks. much animosity there. there. We'll get to that next week. We'll get All next
1: right, week. we'll get to it next week. Um, LVP. Well, who else? Is there anybody else... Hugh Jackman obviously is not an LVP. Oh yeah, no.
0: Hugh Jackman did, did a good job. He's I good, as I said. He,
1: he wrote. He felt jokey and off.
0: But I in think this that one. that's part of it. You know, he has to step into that that teacher role and stuff. I I I am gonna give him a pass for oh, that. Oh no, okay?
1: he did. He does a great job in that last couple scenes. You know, the emotion of everything. James Margin
0: wasn't in it enough because they killed him off. He's still
1: finances. on my list, but he's not the LVP.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Had
1: had he maybe had, like, two more scenes... Damn. He's just so...
0: Such a bitch. He's such a bitch. He makes
1: Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. Oh, we'll
0: get was like, there. the fucking music we man. we own Spider-Man 3? Why?
1: Because I wanted the first two, and the best way to get it was to get the other one with it. Oh, don't worry, I should... Andrew
0: is gonna be on the show I should show just, I just
1: beat him. We should go to Jacksonville to watch it at midnight. Um, we should just beat it with a hammer now. Um...
0: Um, yeah, but trust okay, me. I get Trust it.
1: me. Trust me. He's still very close. Um, um, Halle Berry, as I mentioned before, again, I don't think she's good in any of these. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think she's the most egregious because it's just putting way too much onus on her because, oh, Patrick Server's gonna die and she's gonna be able to take his place because Cyclops isn't right. It's like, this comes from out of nowhere and it feels forced and it's because they had to justify her making more money. Um, she obviously wanted more to do, and she didn't deserve to do more, because she wasn't she a good She wasn't story. as good. She's not a good son She's not my LVP. Um. Don't say it, man. Angel was also very bad. I think Ben Oh, Ben Fos-
0: Foster's my I LVP. Think, I
1: think Ben Foster's a very good actor. If Cyclops... Not in this. If Cyclops doesn't have enough to do, Angel does not have enough time. Because, honestly, he hardly ever speaks. I think he has three lines. He just gets...
0: The Kid Angel did a better job than Ben Foster.
1: Of course he was a crying because he cut his wings off. All he gets to do is CGI fly around in the sky like a fucking Neo. And you haven't seen any of the Matrix movies, so you don't get that reference. I've, I
0: have seen the, I've seen all of the Matrix movies. I've seen, I thought you never it, saw the Matrix. I've seen all of the Matrix movies. I had to watch them in my English class in 10th grade.
1: You had a weird-ass 10th grade English teacher.
0: Yeah, we watched...
1: They weren't all out when you were in 10th grade.
0: I don't know, we watched two of them, and then I watched the third one later. I don't know, man, I don't remember. Don't
1: worry, we're not even going to watch the third one. We Pocahontas,
0: we watched a lot of stuff. You said
1: that like the porn version, we watched Pocahontas.
0: Poker, poker, Poker. Um, and So coach. I have three
1: LVPs. I have Angel's dad as an LVP. He was That guy bad. was horrible. Was I've seen him in other things. He was so... Just but over I, the top. Again, I don't think he
0: had enough to do. He doesn't. All
1: right, so here's the other two I have.
0: Man, she's uh, not though. Vinnie Jones. All right, maybe.
1: as Juggernaut. No, I'm not. Ellen Page isn't even one.
0: Oh, good, because I like Ellen Page.
1: And this, she's I, she's, yeah. a, she's a good she's, kitty. She's I, a fine I think kitty she's pride. a real.
0: I think she's a good kitty pride. Kitty
1: pride. That whole side plot is another. Again, that's another part. It took us this long to even remember that it happened, and I'm sad that I'm remembering it now because that whole. Iceman figure skating. Oh bullshit. man, why did you to
0: remind me of that shit? I forgot about that, that shit. That
1: whole side plot and, and rogue wanting the cure and everything. So she could was just, hold
0: hands so with So her she just gave fucking
1: Iceman a cool hand chop. <laughs> uh, I need some ice for my drink. Let yeah, me jerk you off real quick so I can get a few cubes. Um, what? Do you
0: think that that's legitimately like how his cum is? Is it ice? I have
1: no idea. We haven't discussed what, we haven't figured out what Wolverine's.
0: Oh no, it's Adamantium. What is, it's a, Do you think Steve's awake? No. Let's call him.
1: No, no, we'll handle this the next time I see him. Hey Steve, how's it going? How's Kai? Cool, cool, cool. So is Iceman cum ice cubes?
0: And is Wolverine's dick, dick Adamantium? Adamantium? Yeah,
1: out of nowhere. Uh, that whole side plot was another. That
0: was a terrible thing. side plot. Uh, All right, now I don't know how I feel about this movie now.
1: Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad I got <laughs> okay. there. I'm glad I got there. So Vinnie Jones as the Juggernaut is one. That's bad. Also, uh, Dania Ramirez as Kalisto.
0: Oh, she was bad.
1: She was maybe the worst actress we've seen in 200 episodes of this podcast.
0: Really? You
1: have Ken Mulong right there who's a dope actor. Sure. Is he porcupine, dude? Wha-
0: Don't worry. Wipe yourself off.
1: Wipe yourself off. I killed you with thorns. Oh, let me give you a hug, Shoray Agaladashaloo. I think I nailed Who? her. Shoray Agaladashaloo. Who? She. Uh, she's great in no, House of Sand and Fog. Why do you hire her to be bullshit doctor number four, give her three lines, and then you hug her death? She to was really death. good
0: on that SVU episode she was on, She's too. great. She she's really awesome. On- yeah, she's good.
1: Um... Ken Luang is which character is he here? Hold on, that's where Por- is it? Porcupine. No, he has an actual name and it's just as bad. Whereas oh, I'm still an X2. Hold on, sorry. My phone doesn't even want to go there. where the fuck am I going? X-Men the Last Stand has turned me dumb. It's some weird name like Inkblot or something. (laughs) It's something that just sucks.
0: That's not the name.
1: Oh, we even talked about Kelsey Grammer. I like Kelsey Grammer's Beast. I shit on Fraser. I
0: like Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Niggas
1: Hole eats his lunch, (laughs) eats his Hoss and Pfeffer and scrambled eggs later on. No, that's wrong. Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs is from Fraser.
0: But, uh, yeah, I think. Kelsey Grammer, you could tell he was enjoying himself. You could tell he really wanted to He's do like, oh, it.
1: He's like, I'm a big budget movie. I don't have to hang around with he, Ted Danson. He
0: wanted to do it, and he l- wanted to do it justice. And yeah. I think you could see that. Yeah. He really wanted to, Another, to do
1: it. The only cool Easter egg in this movie, that we took, uh, Bill Duke. Who I love Bill Duke. We'll see more Bill Duke oh, when we yes, do these movies. It's 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 as Bolivar Trask, technically, quote unquote. Um, Kid Omega. Kid Omega. Cool name, man. And also, uh, light is that weird uh, drag queen one. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dan- Dania Ramirez, who's, like, she's, like, in a ton of shit. Like, she's an actress. Like, it's not like this is her only movie. Like, she was on The Sopranos. She was on Once Upon a Time, apparently, Uh, this past season. Who? She's, uh, Cinderella in the, uh, the soft reboot of Once Upon a Time. Kalisto. Lucha, Lucha, that bitch.
0: She's not Cinderella.
1: In the rebooted seventh season, she is.
0: Oh, the season that's gonna come out. No,
1: it's like the last season that just happened. I think.
0: Mm. She
1: also was on Heroes. She was on Entourage. She's poor. She's not good at. She's not good at acting. So it's either her, Michael Murphy, not my old boss at Suntrust, but <laughs> Mike Murphy, the Angel's dad, or Vinnie Jones.
0: Her.
1: Yeah, just we talked about like being an exposition machine in the first one mm. and every time like Magneto comes there she's like like just so unnatural in everything that she had to discuss she, and then like she finally gets around to like using her powers and what were even her powers
0: well like she could she could sense other mutants powers okay she she could sense yep other mutants and like what level they were which which is is okay fine fine And fine. then
1: even like the whole like also But like then
0: she was really fast
1: The climatic battles were also oh. so bad so like her and Storm's battle and that like was... she's up against a fence and she gets like electrocuted Iceman and Pyro's battle just ends with like an uppercut They were all the Kitty Pride Juggernaut chase with the I'm the Juggernaut bitch
0: Otherwise I thought it was if they hadn't had that I thought okay cool they're running. He's, like, knocking me down. She's smart. Colossus doesn't
1: get nothing to do except just throw... Oh, Wolverine. Wolverine. And,
0: see, that's a disappointment to me, because, like I said earlier, I was, I was a fan of X-Men Evolution, which focused a lot more on those characters, Kitty Pride and Colossus mm-hmm. in the younger class. And so, you know, it, it, was, it was tough to see, but... I, okay.
1: I'm glad throughout... Normally... You kind of have to turn me around throughout the course of the podcast. I no. think I successfully did this to I you here. I
0: think you sure did. So,
1: anything else on any of these movies that we have not covered? Anything you feel that's significant enough to, to tackle?
0: You good? Um, there was something else. In terms of the, the movies, no, but I, I had some questions I have wanted to open with, but I completely forgot till now.
1: We'll bring them up briefly before we.
0: Well, I just wanted to say, you know what, you know, we also want to give our opinions, not just on these movies, but like ourselves. And I think it's a conversation you could have with lots of people and stuff. Like, if you were a mutant, well, one, would you want to be a mutant if this was a reality? I
1: forgot we have.
0: Would you want to be a mutant, or would you want to be a normie? Do Do you
1: wanna? I love how you made it. The most race, the the most like insensitive sounding slur, just being a normie. regular you normie. normie. That and mudblood are my two favorite like made mudblood up. Mudblood
0: is really it's, it's not it's, it's strong. So and it's horrible. You are a Slytherin.
1: You mudblood.
0: You're such a Slytherin. You
1: normie. You normie mudblood.
0: You're such a Slytherin. Get out of my house.
1: <laughs> um... Do we want to maybe tackle this for an episode that's going to be a little shorter? Because we're already... I feel like we can yeah. talk about this for another 15, 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, we can. We so can let's
1: remember to... to tweet or, us, or, at Mary
0: W. Yeah,
1: I like this idea. And
0: let us know w- what mutant ability you would want to have and what you think we would have
1: Yeah, as let Yeah, well. let us know what we you think, based on what you know about us, we would have. Let us know where you stand in the whole thing. And then at the end of this trilogy...
0: We'll share.
1: We'll share it. We'll do everything at the very end. Yeah. I think that's fair. We'll build up to it. Um, to what our mutant everything is. So let's score X-Men. S- <laughs> let's score X-Men The Last Stand and let's wrap up for the day. Go ahead. It's it's the worst of the three. It's the worst of the three. Okay.
0: But we have a really big gap between the, the other two because you gave one of five and one of an eight.
1: And here's the problem I have too is because like I have following movies to also base it off of. So, I'm going to give my original score tweaked just a half. I'm going to give it a four.
0: Oh, I was going to give it like a four and a half, so.
1: So, a 4.25. For yeah,
0: because originally I was going to give it a five, like, like the first one. I was like, it, it, it was fine, but then I remembered the whole side plot with the ice skating thing, and that really pissed me off again.
1: It's just stupid. And things. I feel
0: like they could have done so much more with what they had. So.
1: And then we're three movies in, no duplicates, but Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, and Patrick Stewart, the, you know, the OGs getting the MVPs. The LVPs are Sean, Sean Asmore, James Morrison, and Daniel Ramirez. Um, and I
0: think that that's fair. You could have named that six really other people really as
1: LVP for the last one, though. Like, don't count out how bad Vinny Jones is in this movie, how bad Holly Berry is, how bad. Uh, Mike Murphy is, how bad Ben Foster still is, James Marston, they're all fucking bunk. Um, so yeah, three up, oh, I'm sorry, three down, six to go, we already have two done, next week will be X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men First Class, and The Wolverine, and then I think at this point we're just going to go ahead and do them all three in a row, we didn't. Th- we were thinking we were going to split it up, but I think we'll be able the following week to just do... Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Logan, right?
0: Mm -hmm. We're on a
1: pretty good pace. Cool. Because at this point, we only have Wolverine and Apocalypse that we haven't already seen. So, again, we can put the other ones on, like, during dinner, things like that. So, X-Men gets a 5, X2 gets an 8, X-Men The Last Stand gets a 4.25. Looking good so far. Very good. Thank you for listening to this episode of... I said next week's episode... Thank you for listening to next week's episode. I'm just trusting you're going to do it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. Like I said at the top of the show, um, we're available on arcadeaudio.net along with the other podcasts in our network of shows. Please subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts from, we're pretty much on all of them. While you're there, rate, review, subscribe. Um, Support patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for future um, bonus episodes like the awards episodes we're about to record. And follow us on social media at Mary w. Movies on Twitter. Let us know what your mutant abilities and what our mutant abilities are. And Facebook and MarriedWMovies at gmail.com. Anything else?
0: I think we covered it.
1: I'm gonna have to spread six songs throughout this. At one point I gotta drop the OG. Don't
0: just don't play it as an under track. Rich huh? will kill you.
1: What? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, don't no, play as no. an No, I'm not getting in trouble anymore. Catching my dad downtown. Well,
0: <laughs> I might okay, just, you have to just I might just. Have, just, I, might just
1: I might just have... But
0: record yourself saying, dad, over... like So, like, Well, also, I'm changing it
1: to catching. It's making my way downtown. Catching my dad downtown, flying
0: fast. All right, record it, then.
1: With all my free time, I'll get right on that Angel X-Men Vanessa Carlton parody.
0: Let's tweet Vanessa Carlton and see if she'll do it for us.
1: She got nothing else going on. Hey. Keep getting them checks, Vanessa Carlton. From
0: how royalties?
1: We have yeah, royalties, and she seems like she's not. She wasn't big enough to do like Food and Wine Festival. What it feels she'd be like at the Bush Gardens one.
0: That is such a true statement. I didn't even think of yeah. that.
1: I bet you she's done like SeaWorld's, like
0: well, barbecue
1: why, fair or something. You know.
0: Why haven't we gone to that one? And two, heard about her coming to town.
1: I don't know. But I'm going to look it up. I bet you Vanessa Carlton does like the theme park tour now.
0: From Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch.
1: Slash the movies. But like really though, is his penis adamantium?
0: It's totally adamantium. Every bone in his body. Every bone. Fucking awesome. Who you telling? What? Wouldn't you want to get fucked by an anime and team dick? Me? Yeah.
1: No. (laughs) I would not.
0: Why?
1: For many reasons.